Welcome to the Five for Two podcast with me, your host Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence and money moves. I want to motivate, teach and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. Today, I am joined by Abby, who you guys know from a previous episode, because we did an amazing episode on clarity previously. Today, we're going to be talking about, are you stuck or choosing not to move? Because let's be honest, a lot of you are choosing not to move. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Abby in. She's going to introduce herself. I can't wait for you guys to get involved into this chat. As always, comment, share if you feel like it helped you, DM me, DM Abby, um, all our details will be in the show notes. So, Abby, welcome. Hi, <laughs> hello again, thanks so much for having me back on the podcast, how exciting. So yeah, anyone who missed the previous episode or is new, my name's Abby, I am on Instagram at ajcoaching underscore talking all about career and mindset over on my page. It's the blue page. You'll know you're there. And yeah, help women propel forwards in their careers towards their goals and most importantly, transform their mindset to help them get there. So if you need help with that, (laughs) I'll be over on Instagram. (laughs) Abby is your woman, guys. (laughs) As you guys know, if you've listened to the, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, me and Abby both do career coaching. A lot of what we do crosses over. We are here to help you get your career together. Like, we don't want anyone left behind. I say this all the time. I don't want anyone who doesn't want to be in a shitty job to stay in a shitty job. We want you all to get to do what we do. And that's enjoy what we do and get paid really well to do it. So <laughs> let's get into it. We're going to start off talking about being stuck because... When I say to people, you're choosing not to move, they come at me with a wealth of excuses. And that's what they are, guys. They're not, they're excuses. They're nothing else. They're not problems. And I get it. Everyone, there are problems. We all have problems. There are things in our life that are problems, but there are also things called solutions. So when you're not looking for a solution, sometimes it means you're making an excuse because the excuse is easier than actually moving. So when I say people are choosing not to move, a big one for me is someone saying to me, well, I can't leave my job, even though it's messing with my mental health, even though it is a shitty environment, even though it's not paying me what I want because I've got bills to pay, because I've got a child and it's really hard with a child. And I'm not dismissing having a child because I have a child and I've been a single mum and I know how hard that is. But I work with single mums. I work with mums that are married. I work with all sorts of mums. These are just excuses that we're choosing to make to stay where we are and continue to complain. And trust me, guys, to be on the other end of your complaining, it's as hard for you as it is for the person listening sometimes. And I'm just being real today. Like, I want to be so real with you because we're starting off a new year. It's 2022. We ain't got time for none of this. Like, starting off a new year, like, we can't keep carrying the old baggage and the old excuses into the new year. So let's talk about stuck. What is the reason you feel stuck and how can you get unstuck? And I want to start with asking Abby, when have you ever felt stuck in your career? Um, and were there any excuses or things you were telling yourself that kept you there? I think definitely there's been times where I felt stuck in my career and the excuse I made probably was it's particularly in the job I took after uni it was I needed a job so that I could stay in the city that I was went to uni in because I decided to stay after I graduated um so it was like the first job I took but like hated it <laughs> hated it but you know I was it was my own first like my first flat by myself I it was all on me I, I didn't have housemates anymore I was on my own in a city two and a half hours away from either parent like it was on me like I had to pay the rent I had to pay the bills I had to eat I had to do what I wanted to do outside of that you know have a life so 
I was working this job and I definitely stayed way longer than I should have. And I, I let it get to a point where it was like breaking point. But that was the excuse I had. Like it was all on me. You know, when you're living independently, it was on me. I had to pay the bills <laughs> and that was my excuse. But eventually it led to a got to a point where I was like, actually, <laughs> this job ain't worth it. <laughs> I will find a way. <laughs> and I left and I had to leave because suddenly that excuse was not like cutting it anymore. Like that was not a reason to stay in this job because it was breaking me down. <laughs> and I think it's interesting, like what you said, how people have come at you with excuses when that you tell them that they're choosing to stay. And I think it's a triggering sentence because it's like, why would I choose this job? Actually, no, it's not me. I'm not choosing this. <laughs> I have to stay because of this. I have to stay because of that. But eventually you kind of have to look and think, what benefits are you getting from that excuse? That, you know, what it, what, what is that excuse giving you? It's benefiting you in some way because you get to stay comfortable. You get to stay, you know, in a position that, you're happy to do for for now like you, you there's some payoff from the excuse 100 percent. 100% like you you get to stay like you said comfortable you get to stay in your box you get to not have to deal with maybe rejection because if you mm-hmm. go through interviews and you don't get the job you might get rejection I love that you said I have to eat Mm-hmm. that for me is so like it just stood out to me because I remember feeling like that when I was like my daughter was 18 months and I was like I don't want to do this job anymore it's it's killing me but I was like I've got to eat and she's got to eat and not only do I have responsibility for me but I've got responsibility for a whole other human I can't do this there's no other way but to stay and the crazy thing is just like you said when you left uni the only way to stay was to get a job mm-hmm. which is and you got a job which means you fulfilled needing to stay. So now you can move to something else. But in your mind, this is the job that saved me. So it's the only thing I can do. And I feel like me, when I, as a mum, that was exactly how I felt. I was like, well, this job pays the bills. It feeds us. It clothes us. Like, how can I be irresponsible and leave? Guys, I want to remind everyone, if you leave your job for another job, the new job will pay you too. <laughs> and I remember saying that to a client and she just looked at me and was like, what? And she was literally arguing with me saying, I can't leave my job. How am I going to pay my bills? And I was like, so do you think I'm asking you to volunteer at your new job? And she was like, what? And she burst out laughing because the truth is there's not one job in the world. Like we've, we've put so much pressure on this one job. The one thing I will say is don't quit your job before having another one. And that's where planning comes involved. The reason I say to people all the time, you're choosing to be stuck, is you can make a plan while you're in the crappy job. How am I going to change? What do I need to do? You can go for interviews while you're in the crappy job and see if you get a job. But I'm not saying to you, leave your job, abandon your bills, don't pay your mortgage. Like, no, (laughs) I'm saying there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one job that will pay you. And this whole thing that we have about, I need to eat, Yes, you do. You do need to eat. We all need to eat. And that was such a big thing for me. I need to eat. Who's going to feed my daughter? No one else is going to do it. I'm a single mom. Okay, the new job's going to pay me too. And guess what? Because I'm going to put a plan together, the new job's going to be better than the current job. And I'm probably going to get paid more and enjoy it more. And it's going to be even better for my kid. But we get caught up in it. And eat better food. Yes. And eat better food. Exactly that. Like upgrade. No one's telling you to go backwards. Always look at where you are as a starting point. I think that's really important. When people say they're stuck, look at where you are. That's your starting point. Sometimes in our mind, we catastrophize and we think it's going to be worse. If I leave this job, I'm going to be worse off. But where you are is your starting point. You're not going to be worse off. If everything falls apart, you can go back to exactly where you are. Because where you are encompasses the skills you have, what you're capable of, and you already know how to do it. Like when I left childcare, I know childcare. I'm qualified in childcare. So when I left, the thing that actually made me feel good was like, well, do you know what, Adele? If this all goes to shit, you just go back to childcare. That wasn't really an option. And that's the truth. I never wanted to have to go back. But the truth was, in the back of my mind, I was like, you're really good at childcare and you get paid decent. So if worse comes to worse and you just... HR just, I don't know, you fall flat on your face, you can go back. So why is it that we have this fear 
that were going to go further back than our starting point? <laughs> Why is it that I felt like I was going to be back at like college doing my little minimum wage job? I was already in a nursery, managing a nursery. So why did I feel like I was, if I left that job to try something, I was going to end up like a student struggling for money? <laughs> the starting point, guys, is your starting point. Like where you are now is where you get to start from. So if everything goes to shit, it's where you get to go back to. And unless you hate where you are, which a lot of you listen to this, you'll hate the job. But as far as your lifestyle, think about a home, if you've got a car, you've already got those things. And as long as you're working, you can maintain those things. So if you try something and it doesn't work out, guess what? You create a new plan and you go back to where you were or you create a new plan and move forward. Because I'm a big believer in if you do it once, you can do it twice. If you can leave one job, you can leave another. But get out of your own way and get out of your own head. You can eat in about 30 other jobs <laughs> other than the one you're currently <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think I think what you touched on there is a really key point as well. Like with the catastrophizing, we always think the worst. And I think whenever we are in these situations and we're so stuck in the moment, we're so stuck in like, oh, this is all you can think about, it's all you can focus on. And you catastrophize every option that you can go down and we don't even entertain the idea that you could be paid double, you could be paid triple. (laughs) You don't even entertain those thoughts because your brain is so programmed into keeping you safe. And right now your needs are being met in this job. You You can afford to pay the bills, you can afford to eat, you can afford to do the little things that you want to do in your social life. And, you know, your kids are okay. Your husband's okay. Like your family's okay. And it is all you need to be met. So why would you risk leaving? Like your brain's like, holy no, 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 no. That's scary. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) You know, your brain is literally freaking out at the idea of you losing all of this that's keeping you safe right now and possibly going to something that could end everything but you have to kind of program your mind into thinking actually like you said you can get another job that job's going to pay you too (laughs) that job is going to keep your needs met and you can like it's not even a, a risk necessarily because you can move jobs it's not like a risky thing to do because you can secure another job like it's just programming yourself to believe that you can have all your needs met and fulfilled and exceeded in a different role. You don't have to stay stuck in one that you hate. <laughs> Guys, I hope you caught those gems because Abby was talking about your needs. Mm-hmm. Needs are being met, your needs versus your wants. Mm-hmm. You can do some basic shit that pisses you off with a boss that you hate in an environment you hate, but your needs will still be met. Yeah, our basic needs, food, water, shelter. But are your wants being met? We get one go, one go at life. Like, if you don't were listening, Abby said your needs can be met plus more. Because more is your wants. And I think needs and wants are so important when we look at our life. Because I was talking about, I literally posted this the other day and I said, I will get really upset if I have to spend £92 on a grocery shop in a week. Because it's just me and my daughter in the house. And I'm like, 92 pounds is absolute extortion. But I will spend five grand on a holiday for me and my daughter. So go away for five days. Let's just be clear. I will go on a five-day holiday, which means a grand a day. So five grand. And I will comfortably pay it. I'll be like, yeah, we're going to Dubai. Yeah, we're going, we're going this place. Yeah, we're going Barbados. Whatever it is, I will pay. And that's because that want of mine is huge. But I get upset paying for my needs. <laughs> I want you guys to understand. Like, I'm not, something is wrong with me, clearly, guys. But I just want you guys to understand. Okay, see the triggers because the trigger for me is I want to spend my money on what I want to spend my money on, and that's really important. I don't want to spend my money on food and for the household stuff and on domestos to clean the bathroom. I don't want to. I want to spend my money on what I want, and we have this in us that. We struggle in a job because it's meeting our needs, but we don't think about what else we want on top of that. We don't think about the other experiences we want in life. We don't think about the fact that we want to maybe treat our kids more than we're treating them. We forget that we might be saying no to stuff because even though the job meets our needs, it doesn't meet our want. 
it might be that, yeah, it can pay all your bills, but you want to take your kids on holiday and you can't. You want to take yourself on holiday and you can't because it meets your needs or it meets your needs, but mentally it's draining you. So then even when you leave work and you want to go out and stuff, you just can't bring yourself to because you're so stressed. You're so upset. You're curled up in a ball on the sofa. This is not what life's about, guys. So I want everyone to really think about what are your needs versus what are your wants and the fact that you can have them all. You don't have to be like me and be upset of spending money on your needs. But I'm just saying, you can have it all. You can have your needs met and your wants, but you've got to be willing to step out and take that chance. I definitely know for a long time my needs were being met, but nothing that I wanted was happening. I wasn't taking all the holidays. I wasn't able to get the mortgage I wanted. I wasn't able to save the way I wanted. I wasn't able to give my daughter the experiences I wanted because I could only cover the needs. The minute I could do both, my entire life changed. So I want you to realize that sometimes you've got to give give up the good. Because when your needs are being met, it means things are pretty good in your life. But you've got to be able to give up the good if you're ready to go for what's great. And if anything in this year that you take into 2022, give up what's good enough. I hate that when people say to me, oh, it's good enough. Give up what's good enough and go for what's great. Because again, you get one go to do this. There's no do-overs. So, like, who wouldn't want to be able to take your family on the amazing holiday and not have to be stressed that there's no money in the bank, not have to be stressed that the bills aren't paid? Who doesn't want to come home and actually be like, I had a really nice day at work? Instead of wanting to smash everything in your vision because you hate what you do and you hate your boss. (laughs) Or just curl up in a box and cry. (laughs) Literally, and I've been there. Curled up in a box crying, hated my job. Same. And I don't cry. So that's when I knew things were bad because I am not an emotional person. And when I was crying on my way home from work, I was like, hang on a minute. (laughs) Something's up. (laughs) Because I was crying at the littlest things. And I think when you notice things about that, about yourself in a job and you know it's down to the job, something seriously has to change. But you don't have to even wait till it gets to that point. (laughs) Like if this job's not cutting it, be bold enough to be like, hang on, this isn't what I want and move forward, move on, make a plan and move on. <laughs> 100%. So how do you think someone who's stuck right now, what do you think some of the things they can do to start to get unstuck? The first thing and the most important thing is being honest with yourself, like get real honest with yourself and identify the actual problem. A lot of people think the problem's this surface thing and like, but get to the core of what the problem is and really identify that, be honest with yourself. You know, sometimes you might have to admit things that you don't want to admit about yourself, like, oh, maybe you have really bad habits. Maybe you have very negative cycles going on in your life that are not helping you move forward. Maybe you're not even around the right people, which is hard to admit sometimes, you know, maybe you need to cut some connections in 2022 (laughs) you know sometimes you know you have to get real honest with yourself and take a look at what's not working in your life and identify the root problem of that and then what's really important obviously I love mindset I think everything is to do with your mindset so I truly cannot stress enough you have to identify what beliefs have got you to this point what do you believe about yourself to be true and how is that showing up in your life you know when it comes to your career maybe you have this core belief that you're not smart enough so you're not applying for the roles that challenge that belief you know you you're staying within your comfort zone or maybe you have a um core belief that you're not confident enough but you would love to do a role that's like I don't know public speaking which totally (laughs) challenges that belief but you don't go towards it because you've got this core belief that you're not going to be good at that so really look at your beliefs and how that is showing up for you in your life right now and you know maybe you've got a core belief that you are terrible at interviews and you keep going to interviews and failing the interviews and not getting offers and when you don't address the beliefs you'll keep repeating behaviors that kind of prove that belief and give you more evidence to support that belief so until you challenge that nothing's going to change because you'll keep trying these actions and your brain's like no (laughs) no we're not going to do that today (laughs) you're just gonna keep you're just going to keep doing things that 
perpetuate that belief. So you have to identify the problem, identify which beliefs have got you to that point, and then start to challenge it. You know, maybe a key example the other day actually came up in conversation. Um, this person I was speaking to has this belief that they have to work 24-7, like hustle, hustle, hustle for what it is they want, the results they want in their like working business. And I challenged that. I was like, well, how many people do you know that have more time off but earn double than what you earn? <laughs> you know, how many people are out there uh, working less and earning more? Tons of people. There are tons of examples of that. So why do you feel you need to do that? Where's that belief come from? Why do you feel you're not going to get results if you don't push yourself to burn out every time? It's like, because you've got that core belief that you're not going to get the results if you don't work 24-7, but you don't need to work 24-7. So find some evidence that challenges your belief and supports a new belief that you want to incorporate. And then from then, it's all about your actions. You have to change an action. So you don't need to go and, you know, 360 your whole entire life because <laughs> that's not going to help either because change one small thing at a time so what actions would you be taking if you believed you were a confident person what action would you be taking if you knew you had a belief like a core belief that you can learn anything that you can do anything what different actions would you take which roles would you be applying for if you knew that you could learn that role no matter what and that you had the skills and you can build on those skills so change those actions because nothing else changes you have to change the actions and <laughs> um, so yeah just one small thing like what would you be doing differently if you were embodying the person that you want to be oh my gosh I love that I absolutely love that because I think as coaches we always talk about embodying who you want to become and start mm -hmm. acting as the person you want to be and people are like what even does that mean because if you're not in the coaching world people are like what are you talking about but I do love the way that you just broke it down so guys if you're listening rewind and listen because Abby broke down how you do it how you become the person you want to be you can't just wake up and be her you're not just going to wake up and be like right Yesterday I didn't think I was good enough. Now I do. Let's go. It, it don't work like that. Like there's so much work in between. <laughs> I wish. Like it was so funny when you were talking about the core belief of having to work 24-7 to make money. Oh my gosh, that was my belief. And it wasn't, I didn't believe I had to work 24-7, but I thought I had to work my ass off, jump through hoops, run backwards, up like up an escalator. Like I just believe that you had to go, 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 because I was like, everyone I've ever seen works like that. But the truth was, when I started looking at who's the everyone, it was just one person. It was my, <laughs> but that, yeah. but in my world, that's everyone because that's the only person I grew up seeing. And then I started thinking about my dad. And even though I didn't grow up in the house with my dad, I, I saw my dad, I knew like, do you know what I mean? Like they were separate, but I knew who my dad was, I was around him. My dad to me is how I am now. He was always really chilled, but he always had loads of money. And my mum had about four jobs, but we always struggled. We always, always, always struggled because she was doing a lot, but the money wasn't adding up. And I always remember growing up saying, I'm not going to do, I refuse to have to have three, four jobs just to make money. But I still carried the belief of hard work. So I had one job, but I kept working like a crazy person. I would work late, come in early. No one's asking me to. I would just do all these. And don't get me wrong. Some of how I was helped me move up in my career, but it also burnt me out really quickly. And I had to learn really fast how to work smarter, not harder. And I'm at a point in my life where I can be like, I actually work part-time hours on full-time money, which is insane. This is from the person who my core belief was, you have to work stupid amount of hours to just make the money that you want. So it's, mm -hmm. it's starting to challenge those, those beliefs and be like, mm, why do I think this? And when I say everybody, is it really everybody? <laughs> or is it like you've seen two people work really hard and now you've decided that they're everybody in this entire world? <laughs> no, they're not everybody, guys. So challenging your thoughts, challenging your like, challenging how you see things, but also taking action within that. And like Abby said, the action isn't, you can't go from I'm not good enough to I'm good enough in a day. But what you can do is if I thought I was good enough, what would I do? And then just do one thing. Mm -hmm. If I thought I could learn something quick enough, what would I do? 
Now quickly go and do it. Before you talk yourself out of it, just say to yourself, what, what would I do today if I was confident enough? And it might come up in your brain where you're like, I would ask for that pay rise. Quickly go and do it. Quick, quick, quick with the quickness. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> action needs to be messy. Quickly. Because the thing is, sometimes when you get when you get out of that, your brain will straight away be like, no, don't ask. Don't rock the boat. Don't, and you will go backwards. So you can only do one thing at a time. You can only grow one step at a time. But the only way you do it is you decide, okay, one day I want to be in this job. What would I need to do to be in that job? And who do I need to be? Okay, what's one thing I can do as that person? And remember, when you're doing the action, you're not the thing yet. So you haven't yet gotten to the I'm good enough, but the action will get you there each time you do one. But you have to just get in the headspace of what's one thing I can do. Like, I think people disqualify themselves a lot from job applications. They see the job, has 10 points on it. They meet seven. But because they saw three things that they couldn't do, they're like, that's it. I'm no good. <laughs> apply for this job and they'll do that with like 10 jobs they'll keep hovering over a job like and you know you want to apply for that job and I know someone listening to this has done this today this week last month you've hovered over a job and you keep going back to that same job you keep going on indeed and on read you keep seeing this job and you're like no no I can't I don't have this one thing and a lot of you it's really one thing there's one thing they're saying that you need and you're like I don't have that one thing but you meet all the other criteria. The funniest thing is a job description is a wish list. Let me just be really clear. Yeah, I'm a recruiter. I'm an ops director. I have my own staff. When I write a job description, I sometimes hire people that don't even meet 50% of it because when I met them, I loved them and their CV was really good and they was just really strong. And other times I hire people that meet like near enough all the criteria. There is no rhythm to hiring. It depends on put yourself in the right room and then give yourself the opportunity. Also, if you're hovering over a job description, what I want you to do is press pause on the podcast and go and press apply because those people don't know you, babe. And whether you get a yes or a no, you're not going to be any, you're not going to be any worse off than you are now. If you get a yes, you're going to be better off. If you get a no, you're in the same position. So don't disqualify yourself. It's actually not your job to disqualify yourself. It's the recruiter's job or the hiring manager. So stop doing everyone else's job and do yours. Yours is just to press apply. Let's go, guys. (laughs) (laughs) about job descriptions as well I think a lot of people are intimidated by seeing this huge list like oh you're gonna have to do this 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 and this and I think it's very intimidating if you read that list and think oh I can't do that oh I've never done that before oh that's new and they talk themselves into it and they're like oh actually no I better not I shouldn't do it but let me just ask you this how often have you taken a job started doing the job and then thought this ain't what I thought (laughs) This ain't what was on the job description. (laughs) You know, like you, you know, I can't tell you, I think almost every job I've ever been in, I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah. This wasn't on the job description. Oh, this wasn't. And you know, it turns out, you know, they word things so differently on the job description when, you know, I don't even know like a good example, but they'll like label something on the job description and all it means is that you'll be filing paper (laughs) or something. I agree with you. I agree. I write job descriptions all the time. I don't talk. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I literally don't talk the way I, but I write the job description in the way that is for my business and for my company. So we're, I'm representing my company, but I will mm-hmm. put things on job descriptions that are so obscure and ridiculous. The way I word it, exactly what you said, it will be something yeah. simple as using yeah. the database. I just need you to yeah. use the database, but I will word some big sentence that you'll read it and be like, what? <laughs> implementing implemented structured systems within a business i just want you to use the database but i'll just word it in a way where you're like what well they're really smart over there no it was probably someone just like me or just like you who wrote the job description but there's a way of structuring a job description you've mm-hmm. probably done it and you're right it is so yeah. look at because now you're saying it i've never really thought about it but yeah i write job descriptions and when i think of how i word a sentence and what i'm actually asking and i think <laughs> Thing. that also is the thing with writing a cv sometimes we're writing our cv in the most basic format and if you just reword the line it's not that you're changing what you've done you just reword no. the line people are like oh yes she does what i want mm-hmm. someone said to me the other day one of my clients actually a little while ago she said to me she didn't want to apply for a job that paid more because she thought that meant she would have to do way more like basically if it's double the patient have to do double the work and she was like what if i'm not smart enough for the amount they're paying. And I was like, your smart has nothing to do with it. What about you challenge that and you say that? What about if the company just pays better than my company for the exact same role? 
Why can't that be the answer? Why does the answer have to be, oh my God, I'm not going to be smart enough? Because if I was, my company would be paying me that much. No, your company just pays crap, maybe. Maybe your company just doesn't have the budget. They're a small business. Maybe the other company is a huge business, so they can afford to pay people more. Like I've been HR for a big company and a small company, which is, what is weird is that the small company actually ended up paying me better long term. But to start with, the small company was offering me like 15K less than the bigger company because the bigger company had the bigger budget. I didn't do any more work. I actually ended up working less hours at the big company because they didn't need me all the hours all the time, but they were paying me so much more. But the reason is because the budget was bigger. There was no other reason. They had the budget. And I think people, we forget about that. Like if you work in a regular coffee shop versus if you work in Starbucks, I would hope you get paid more at Starbucks. I would hope. I'm not saying you will, but I would hope that you get paid more than if, exactly, we both know that might not be true. The guys, me and Abby are on Zoom, I can see Abby's face. So that's why I'm laughing because she was like, Adele, (laughs) you know better. It's like Amazon. It's like, yeah, like Amazon, big company, small wages. So just understand that it yeah. isn't to do with like if you don't just like I said don't disqualify yourself why are you disqualifying yourself for a job because of something you think you know what's key to me when people disqualify themselves I'm like are you in the minds of all the people so you're telling me you can't apply for the job because it means you're going to have to do way more work and do you know that as a fact if you do that's because you're reading the mind of the new company because clearly the new company either told you double the work or you're reading their minds and babes if you're reading their minds I'm going to need you to hand over lottery numbers and I'm <laughs> <laughs> like with the quickness because in 2022 me and abby we would like to get paid outside of our coaching by the lottery like we're because that's the thing if you're telling me if people argue with me and say to me oh i can't apply for it Adele, i haven't got the experience or oh, i can't apply for it because they're not going to like me are you reading people's minds i'm not going to apply because they're going to reject me oh you knew they were going to reject you before you applied okay then you've got some sort of psychic power that i don't have i'm gonna need you to share them let's share the love because that's what it is disqualifying yourself without having any other information other than this job description looks scary it's it's not enough the job description looks scary that's not enough to disqualify yourself just and i think a lot of people disqualify themselves when they read these things on the job description and they automatically assume that they're not going to be able to do that (laughs) and actually if so like your examples say that people meet like 70 percent of the job description and those other points that they've not met they've automatically assumed that they're not going to be able to do it when in actual fact (laughs) hello you have tons of transferable skills and whatever you don't have on that list they will teach you they will show you how to do it and you will learn (laughs) because you'll be paid to learn (laughs) you'll be paid to be shown how to do it Exactly. Why wouldn't you want to get paid to learn? Because you're actually not working at the point of learning. You're just learning. So you're getting paid to learn and then you'll have to work. Also, your current job, I'm sure half the skills you have now, you didn't have when you got the job. Sometimes you need to get into your old mindset because I know for the fact my first job at 17, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know how to be an employee. I didn't know how you spoke to bosses. I didn't know nothing, but I learned it all. So just like you can learn in your first job. And that's another thing. When you applied for your first job, did you have any experience? So how did you get it? We all forget that. We forget that very first job we went for. We had no experience. Unless you lot have been working since you were six years old. You had no experience. You didn't know when you went for your first interview how to interview, but you managed to do it. But just I'll tell you what it was. Your mind wasn't worrying about what you didn't have. You were just like, oh my God, I want a job. Let me get a job. So you just went for it. But now you're like, now because you've been doing something for a long time, now because you're great where you are, you're scared to go somewhere else and be a beginner. You're scared to, like Abby said, get paid to learn. Because if you can't do something in a job, but you can do all the other stuff, they will pay you to learn the rest because the first thing they're paying you for what you already have. And then they're going to be like, no, there's only a couple of things you've got to teach her. Okay, let's do that. But you're disqualifying yourself. Just like you're saying, oh, what if people more experienced than me apply for the job? What if you're the most experienced person that applies for the job? Mm-hmm. No one thinks what if you're the person who can show the employer in the interview that you're capable of learning all the things that they want. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're that person. <laughs> well, and you've decided, because again, you've got all these psychic powers, that everyone else who's applied is better than you. How about what if there's 10 people just like you all applying for that job? 
What if your CV is the strongest? What if your interview is the strongest? Why is it that you suddenly know, as soon as you look at the job description, you've made all these assumptions. You've decided that you're going to be the weakest person. You're going to be the person with the least experience. You don't know enough. And the three things that you saw that you didn't, you weren't able to do, you're never going to be able to learn them. Because clearly, every, where you are right now in your life is all you're ever going to learn. Like, let's, let's think about it, guys. And this is why I say I'm going to bring it all the way back to the, to the title of this episode. Are you stuck or choosing not to move? And that is no judgment. Maybe a little, but it's no judgment. Guys, are you really stuck? Like, are you stuck where you are? Stuck, <laughs> Or is your brain keeping you safe in your fear zone? <laughs> Your brain, guys, your brain has to be, you have to work on your brain. Like, and I know Abby will attest to this. Abby is so into mindset and so am I, but you have to coach your brain. Like, and I'm not saying you have to get a coach to coach your brain, but you have to coach your brain. You have to literally argue with yourself. And I know that sounds a little bit like, Adele, you're asking me to do something that's very awkward, but you do. Cause there's days where I'll be like, mm, okay, there's nowhere I can do that. And I have to coach myself and say, okay, why? Why did that thought? come up like why did I suddenly feel like like I always every December I always say to myself yeah not really gonna get like much clients in December so I always chill out in December because I'm like let's go again in January because December's Christmas and and then I was like this year wait Christmas is one week of the whole month Mm -hmm. why am I writing and it's not even a whole week it's like four days what and not everyone in the world celebrates Christmas so why am I writing off the entire month of December as a month that I can't make money in my business. Why? And as soon as I started to ask myself that, guess what? I got clients in December. And also I got myself a pay rise because I decided that December doesn't have to be the month you slow down. Like I literally, guys, anyone who doesn't follow me on Instagram, I got myself a five figure pay rise, which I have never done in my career. I got myself a 15K pay rise in December. At the very start of December, I was able to secure this pay rise because I decided that December doesn't have to be the chilled out month. December doesn't have to be the month that nothing happens just because I said it. And this is why you need to coach your brain. This is why you need to argue with yourself and say why. This is why you need to say to yourself, is, is what I'm thinking the fact or am I just talking crap to myself to keep yeah. myself stuck in the box that I've been in for how many years? Definitely. And a, a huge thing for me as well, like towards the end of this year. So November for me was the month where I nearly, ne- very, very nearly doubled my income. And it was like, hang on a minute, just back to the point of disqualifying yourself. Um, when it comes to like looking at salaries and looking at money, when you automatically assume that you have to work more or you're going to be expected to do more, you're going to be expected to have more responsibility and you have all these kind of, like, is it psychic thoughts about what what's going to be expected of you and you automatically assume these things and you write off the salary that you want to be earning, but you write it off because you think, oh God, I'm not going to be able to manage that responsibility. I'm not going to be able to do the manage the workload. Why have you assumed that? Because I, towards the end of this year, November, so last month, nearly doubled my income and I feel like I'm working less. <laughs> I'm working less and earning more. So I've even challenged that myself. It's my mood forever. Literally, literally. You got to the place where I got to, where I was like, yeah. how am I doing less work for more money? And then yeah. I was like, oh, this is a thing. And the craziest thing for me has been right I'm not a morning person right so the thing I hated about like commuting was getting up early having to go out in the cold commuting like I hate getting up early I just do I'm not a morning person and now I'm like lions every day <laughs> I'm like hang on a minute and now it's it's really weird because recently like my plans like social plans have been starting earlier than I would for my job <laughs> it's like wait what you know, it's like challenging that. It's like I'm literally earning double, very nearly, and working less. I've had to challenge that belief. It's like, and I'm not expected to do more. I can't not manage the workload. I'm like, m- fine. <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> and I think... It worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. And I think a lot of people disqualify themselves, especially with money, because if you've been so used to being in a certain bracket, shall we say, or 
a certain salary amount and that's where you've been comfortable earning if you're not comfortable with the idea of earning more then you're not going to want to apply for it because it scares you you're like what am I going to do with that money <laughs> how am I going to manage it if you're not good with money now you you might think oh god I can't earn more because I can't even you know deal with what I've got now yeah. if you don't have good money habits now if you don't have a good relationship with money now earning more is not going to solve that it's going to escalate that it's just going to amplify the issue so you know your brain's already like hang on a minute <laughs> no we're not going to do that because you can't manage what you've got now <laughs> you know you're automatically going to not go for those roles you can say you want to earn more money hello don't we all <laughs> we can all say we want more money but when it comes down to it there's a lot of issues with money that people don't face yeah. and it's what stops them from going after those higher positions from going after the you know the 20k pay rise the 30k pay rise because they have these money issues that they've never ever thought about and money is a whole different ball game when it comes to mindset a whole different ball game <laughs> you have to really think about it because you know a lot of people will think oh well if I earn more my family's going to want more from me or oh people are going to start expecting this people are going to start doing this and you know, people think like, oh, more money is bad. More money is greedy. I should be happy with what I have. You can be happy for what with what you have now and still want more for yourself. Like, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Be you can so still set grateful. boundaries with it. Be so grateful for where you are, but yes. more. it's okay. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. greedy. Oh, my gosh. No, absolutely love that. Like, absolutely love mm. that you said that. Like, it's fully okay to... And the fact that you're even speaking about the fact that you're doing less work and almost doubling your salary. Guys, I need you to understand that when me and Abby are talking to you about your careers, we are walking the walk. We are not just coaches that are talking the talk because as my clients level up, I'm going to need to level up too because I'm not getting left behind. <laughs> That's first and foremost. Like, no, I'm not going to help everyone level up and then I just stay the same. But also it's natural growth. Mm -hmm. Abby is growing in her career because she's not just talking about not being star she's walking it and she just said to you guys in case you missed it that she never 100% realized that she could double her salary yes she knew she could increase her salary but she wasn't thinking oh my gosh I'm going to almost double my salary but lessen my workload but she still tried she still went for it and guess what guys it all worked out stop worrying about what won't work out and imagine if it all works out imagine if you put a real plan together and learnt the tools and the strategies and it all worked out like I think that is just so like oh I hope everyone <laughs> angels come like, out <laughs> everything I hope everyone's having that moment what if it all worked out before we go guys I just want to say that everything we've talked about today is even though this is the January the start of a new year and everyone's on new year new me vibes we want to talk to you about new year new me vibes because <laughs> me and Abby have spoken about this before we did the podcast and we was like listen is it <laughs> or is it the same you telling yourself new lights <laughs> okay because Yes, sometimes a fresh start is great. Like the start of the month, the start of a year, having a fresh start sometimes feels really good. And it does trigger something in your brain that's like, okay, I can get going now. Like I hate starting a job in the middle of a month. I just don't like it. Like I like, as in with a business, like a new company, I prefer to start at the start of the month. That's just a weird brain thing. But if I start in the middle of the month, nothing bad happens. Like I've started a job third week of the month. Nothing bad happens. It's just in my brain. I like to have a nice, fresh start. So I get where this whole new year, new me comes from. But guys, that also can help. That can also perpetuate keeping you stuck. That can also keep you in the same place. Because what happens is you start the year with like, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. How many of you by February are going to give up? How many of you have got a new gym, gym membership? How many of you have decided you're getting a personal trainer? How many of you have said, right, I'm going to start putting five pound a week every week and start saving. And in six weeks from now, and remember I said it six weeks from now, you lot aren't going to be doing it. You're not going to be like, yeah, I tried because it's not new. You, you have to really, like I said earlier, coach your brain. You really have to decide. And when I say decide, saying new year, new me, isn't a decision. A decision is any time in the year where you're like, F this, what I'm currently doing is not working. I'm going to figure out a way to change it. 
That's it. And the, the, whether you whether you hire a coach to help you, whether you start doing your own research, whether you network, networking is so key. Let me just be really clear. Networking in your career, speaking to people online, using LinkedIn, going to events, these things will help move your career forward quicker than anything else. Whether it's you sitting down and saying, okay, right, I haven't changed my CV in 10 years (laughs) because I've been in the same job. Let me see what I can do. Whether it's this industry doesn't work for me anymore. You have to decide and then decide that your only option is to move. You can't have like, okay, I want to move, but mm, maybe I'm going to stay. That's not a decision. A decision is I want this new job and that's it. There's no ifs, ands or buts. I'm going to figure out how to do it because you can either be looking for problems or looking for solutions. You can't do both. You can't be the woman who's always talking about problems and then saying you want something. No, the women, the women that talk about solutions or try to find solutions are the women that will end up in the places they want to be. So, Abby, how do you personally feel about New Year, New Me? I mean, like you said, it's great. It's the thing that's like ingrained in all of us. You know, we love a Monday. We love a new month. We love a new year. But the thing about like, changing your life or changing your career like that doesn't need to wait for Monday that doesn't need to wait for a year it doesn't need to wait till you know the start of a new month goals don't need to wait you can start today so the first thing about new year new me is if you've been wanting a change in your life why have you waited till new year (laughs) why why have you waited so that's an issue in itself because you don't need to wait to start So identify why you've been waiting. Is it the fear? Is it the self-doubt? Is it the lack of confidence? Why have you not addressed those things so that you can start sooner? That would be my first thing. And my second thing about New Year, New Me is people rely on motivation. They rely on that New Year, New Me drive. And it's like the, the get up and go. They've got that New Year, like positivity. Let's go. Let's do this. And it's that initial motivation that they're relying on. But motivation don't last <laughs> motivation it comes it can comes in waves it like blasts but like there's going to be some days where you wake up in January and think do you know what I'm not feeling it today <laughs> I don't want to do this today <laughs> you know you can't be relying solely on motivation because it wears off that's just the the natural fact <laughs> it wears off it comes and goes and then I think the issue with that is that they've relied on motivation to get going. And then when that wears off and they stop doing the things that they wanted to do in the new year. So like they've already stopped going to the gym three times a week. They've already stopped the same habits. They've already stopped whatever it is you tried to do. And when you stopped that then perpetuates the belief of, Oh, I always fail at this. Oh, I always end up like this oh, I can never do this. I I can never stop. And then that perpetuates that belief that you have that you're always going to fail at that. You're always going to be stuck at that. Oh, you know, that's not worked out again because I don't have the confidence. And it perpetuates the beliefs. And when you start the new year and don't see the results straight away or as quickly as you hoped, you immediately go sink back into that feeling of like, I'm not good enough at this. I'm I'm not this, I'm not that oh, this isn't me. So that's the issue with New Year, New Me. It never lasts because you haven't changed your core belief. You haven't changed what's really going on at the core. When you're relying on the surface motivation and you're relying on the surface, like New Year, New Me, you know, it all wears off because you haven't actually (laughs) changed what's going on underneath. So it never lasts when you change your belief instead and change your actions to match that belief instead, that's when real changes occur. That's when you can really see some changes in your career, in your health, in your fitness, in whatever it is you want to change. That's when it happens. When it's one small change at a time, don't go a million miles an hour in January. And then by February, be like, Oh, actually (laughs) I'm not good at this. No, take it one step at a time. Don't even wait till January. Well, you know, it's January now, but, you know, you know, you didn't need to wait till now. So get going now, take it one step at a time and then change your beliefs and all the change starts from there. Change what's going on inside and everything will change on the outside. Oh, I love that. And I feel like it's a great place to end the episode because like Abby said, 
knew you knew me it's not going to work the motivation you're going to run out of steam and literally that's what it is you're going to run out of steam you've got to be disciplined but the key thing that Abby just said guys was that you need to change your core beliefs you need to change your mindset you need to change the way your brain is working and then you need to change your actions and if you don't change all of those things the motivation will not keep you Mm-hmm. You can be motivated for two weeks and then it just goes away. But if you've changed your mindset, you've changed your core belief and you've decided this is what you're going to go for, watch everything in your life change and keep it to one step at a time. Yeah, I love that Abby shared that. One step at a time. Change one thing at a time. Stop trying to change 50 things and then wondering why 50 things aren't happening because you can only change one thing. About- if you try and change 50 things, that's surface stuff. If you're changing real stuff inside, one at a time, one step at a time, one action at a time. Thank you so, so much, Abby, for joining me again. Love it. I always love talking to you. Time always flies when we're talking. But guys, I hope you got loads from this episode. I hope you understand that when I say to you, you're not stuck, you're choosing not to move. It's not a judgment, but it's something for you to think about and look at. Anyway, guys, happy January. Happy New Year. I hope 2022 is prosperous. I hope you have health, wealth, love, and everything that you want in your life. And I hope you take the steps to go and get it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the important thing. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Abby. Is there anything you want to tell these guys before we go? No, same, same thing as you, really. Like, Happy New Year. You know, make this year your best year. I know everyone says it, make it your best year, but seriously do that like whatever's not been working for you in 2020 2021 any years leading up to this one don't let any of that hold you back like don't let anything stop you from pursuing the things that you want to do change your mindset change your actions and get it get it this year 2022 get it that's it that's how we're ending it get it guys (laughs) bye bye I hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move. If you enjoyed it, screenshot and share it on your socials, tag me on Instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on levelling up their confidence and career. Thanks for listening and see you next time.